Welcome to Music Ranked, a special production from the Toddcast Podcast. Each month, Todd and I review some of our favorite bands and musical acts. Stemming from a list Eric made a decade ago, he created an algorithm to see who exactly was his favorite band. Now, I do extensive research and rate and review every song. We talk about our memories and artist histories. At the end, we will have all music Music ranked. Hey everybody, quick note before the episode starts. A little bit of background. This episode was recorded uh, while I was taking a road trip to Eric's house to hang out for the day. And I think we make some references to that in the podcast. Um, so that trip was a while ago. This this episode's been sitting in the backlog for a little bit. And this was recorded prior to the COVID-19 situation with social distancing and uh, stay-at-home orders and so forth. So I just want to make it clear that uh, this was recorded before all that was in place. Um, and that I am not making trips uh, two hours away to go hang out with my brother and his family, as that would be unsafe at this point. I just want to encourage everyone to, you know, adhere to, you know, the instructions that we've been given to to stay away from each other until this thing passes. And I just didn't want anyone listening to this episode and thinking that I was, you know, flagrantly disregarding, you know, basic safety rules in this, uh, this trying time that we're having. So, um, that said, uh, I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll catch y'all later. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, we are joined again by Eric for, uh, the fourth installment of Music Ranked. Eric, who is number four? Who are we talking about today? Todd, today we are talking about the band called Boston, which in 2007, when I calculated this list and said, hey, I'm going to rank my favorite groups, Boston was number four, which, um, you know, is which is different today. Let's just throw the spoiler out there. We'll throw the the end of the movie at the beginning and we'll just call this a Tarantino film. This this will not end the same, but uh, (laughs) not to say that, you know, I have issues with Boston, but. They might not be my fourth favorite of all time um, in current modern format. So, as we discuss Boston today, Todd, you know, yes. I know you are familiar. Uh, we've also, I've also sent a, uh, a playlist and or some suggestions for you to acquire some music on your own to yep. uh, give it a, a, a testing. We, we can go down the line and um, you are on your venture in uh, different lands. So, forgive us all. If you hear um, robots and or glitches, we are traveling. What what highway are you on today? You're not on your normal commute. Uh, you're right. I am on I-70 headed east, um, actually to, you know, with the eventual purpose of having an actual face-to-face meeting uh, with my, my cheerful and delightful co-host, Eric. Um, and as such, yeah, who, who knows what the signal's like in Skype may or may not be, be kind to us, so... Uh, thank you, dear listeners, for for hanging in. Uh, should any of that that come come about, I will do my best in post to edit out the more egregious bits. But eh, we'll see how it goes. Well, here's my thing: is when it's going good, we'll we'll pretend it's 1975 Boston, when you can hear us clear and good well. And then when you can't hear us, let's just pretend it's 2013 Boston, uh, where maybe things aren't so cheerful and lovely. So, I, I, so I Todd, to that. Todd, when 
was the first time you were uh, introduced to the gr- group of Boston who you might guess is from Boston. Yes, that, that would make sense. Um, yet, strangely, if you were to ask me, hey, Todd, name a group from Boston, um, Boston would not be first on my list. Uh, who, maybe, who would be on, first on your list? Uh, that, would be, that would be the Mighty Mighty Bostones, a ska oh, band. Okay, um, yeah, I'm familiar. You know, it's, it's, maybe that's just me. Um, but, yeah, strangely enough, uh, you know, Boston not first on my list of Bostonian bands. Go figure. Well, that's, that's a shame. We'll see. It, and when possibly. we ever get to the Mighty Mighty Bostones, we'll see if they can outrank um, that's 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 a thing. I, I don't expect that's likely on your end. Um, probably on like your it, end, though. I feel like I feel like it might be flipped. And I guess that, you know, is based on, you know, the level of exposure that I've had to the two bands and the, uh, shall we say, long term sustainability of said bands, which I think you sort of alluded to earlier. Um, and I'm going to have to agree. So where and I, where did you first hear Boston? Yeah. Or do you have any so memories of I where they came about? Quick, before we get before we get too into I mean I've I've heard them on the radio their first album, but I gotta think it's gotta be, you know, somewhere in the seventies, you know, and considering that I didn't really start independently listening to music on my own until like the eighties. I I must say I've li- been listening to them my whole life. Um or at least are aware of their early works for my whole life. Mm-hmm. What um I guess I guess do you know what songs and or um what I guess what you would have listened to first, or or do you have any other like uh, moments? Because this is this might be difficult because they they I don't know. I mean, I guess some people might have some strong feelings for them, but since you didn't lead on to me, like for instance, you know, almost like what we had a conversation about Journey is like you've heard, but you really didn't um, right. have like a point in your in time that says oh. This sound is is directly bringing back memories of, and I'm guessing that doesn't necessarily have anything for you with Boston. I'd say if I put Not, on more than a feeling, does anything come up in your brain like, oh, I remember when I did this or? Uh, not 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 directly. Body like said it's kind of like with Journey, and let me let me think if there's some others that kind of fall into a similar category, and I will possibly piss you off with this and or some other listeners by just lumping Ah. these people together um but if you take journey let's say boston i'll go ahead and throw foreigner in that in this this category Mm -hmm. um sure i always threw ario speedwagon in there ario makes makes some sense there uh up until i would say the past decade, I've gotten a little more more depth into sticks. Um, those yeah. are groups that that are like this is this is rock and roll. This is this is you know what I consider classic rock. This is stuff that I listen to on the radio. Um, that ha- that haven't really stood out in a particular way, such that I associate them with particular you know points in time or events. 
Like they do mm-hmm. stick out in that, you know, times where I was heavy into classic rock, which would be like high school era. I listened to a lot of, you know, Eagle 107, the local classic rock station, and all of these groups yeah. were in pretty heavy rotation. Um, there was a period there uh, after I got out of the uh, the Navy and was living in Florida and, um, shall we say, was enjoying a variety of substances that lend themselves to classic rock, um, if you will. Uh, <laughs> uh, there there yeah. are some memories there. Um, and then I guess nowadays, you know, I, I, I don't listen to the radio much, but when I do, it tends to be like classic rock radio or, or radio that plays classic rock music. Um, mm-hmm. But no, like, oh, man, I remember, you know, when I was a junior in high school and this thing happened and man, foreplay long time was just forever tied in that moment in time to me. I, I don't have anything like that going on, which I suspect is different for you. I suspect yeah. you do have more of a connection there. What would these be that guys being, you know, in 2007, your number four band uh, of all yes. time. So what, yeah. what was that well, like for you? All right. Well, since you've asked, Todd, you will get to hear some of my more, um, I wouldn't say rebellious, but mischievous days. Okay. And Boston is, is linked to um, Martin's Ferry High School and going we had open lunches, and I'm sure you did at the same time, So, right. which means during lunchtime, we were allowed to get in our cars and go anywhere that uh, we could go get food and come back in time, right? Right, right. So um, I did not start driving until my senior year. Uh, okay. Up until that point, and I think most people probably start driving maybe end of so- – I mean, I don't know when people turn 16. I'm guessing right. it's like sophomore, junior year. Some, somewhere um, in there. Sounds about right. Well, I have um, one of my good friends at the time had a car, and he was very much like myself, and we were kind of throwbacks where we liked classic rock. So my like for Journey, Bon Jovi, you know, Boston, Sticks, kind of that stuff, Foreigner, that kind of music goes back to um, reminds me of several car rides we would have in um, in high school, and. More importantly, we would go every single day, and there was probably about four of us, but he would drive, and he'd have the Boston's Greatest Hits or the dual set, whatever, and he'd put the CD on. And, of course, we were obnoxious teenagers, so we'd li- put the windows down and play it as loud as we could because uh, we, were, we were kind of counterculture in that end because in 2002, 2003, uh, the majority of popular music was either rap and or, like, um, I wouldn't say pop music. But it wasn't, let's just put it this way, it wasn't 1970s or 1980s rock and roll, all right? Okay? Right. right. So, uh, you know, at this point in time, I was growing my hair long. He had long, longer hair and stuff. And we would would dress almost as if we were from, like, uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Like, it's it's tight T-shirts and acid jeans and and so. So we were essentially a throwback to, um, you know, and that was kind of our counterculture. And kind of where everybody was listening to 50 Cent in the club, we were like, all right, here, listen to this more than a feeling, as loud as possible, while we're driving by everybody walking out of school. And we thought we were, you know, hot shit and fun and so forth. But we would go down to Wendy's Wendy's every single day, which is, you know, down the highway. We go to Wendy's, and for some reason, for some reason, we found it was uh, fun to walk in and fill up ketchup, like the the little paper tubes of ketchup, the little cups. And we, we'd fill these up 
and we drive by one of my good friends who graduated at the time, his house, and he had this this uh, white um, semi. It wasn't a station wagon, but it was like a modern kind of station wagon, and I can't right. recall the exact name of it. But every single day, we'd drive by playing Boston or one of these groups, and we'd launch these ketchup cups at his car, and and every and then I would hear about it the next day or so forth about about him saying that someone keeps launching ketchup cups at his car, and you know I'd play it straight, and this happened for quite some time until finally, of course, he got his payback, and he filled like an entire large cup of like Wendy's. Uh, of ketchup or, or probably just dumped it in there and he launched right. it at my house. Um, and, and yet that was, that was payback. But for some reason, I think so Boston during that time, besides if you just take their greatest hits, it reminds me of just being a rebellious youth and just tormenting friends. And, um, and to this day, I, I w- really wish that I could go on lunch break and uh, catch up his car. But unfortunately, you know, we all grow up and we, we all unfortunately have to do more appropriate things. But that is that is essentially what <laughs> Boston does for me, which, you know, I guess, you know, I might might, you know, I don't know, give it a, a boost. But in 2007, I'm only a couple years removed from those memories. Right. And right. I still probably think I am a you know, I probably think I still am that same kid in high school and, and so forth, where, you know, in 2020. I do realize things are different and, um, and, you know, more importantly, and I think we'll talk about this after we take a break. More importantly, I got to sample the rest of Boston and not just their greatest hits. And I think when we come back, Todd, we'll go ahead and talk about our experience listening to some extra Boston. So we were uh, about to get into Boston's discography and, um, you sort of alluded to, you know, your original rankings being based on their early works and that you've now consumed far more and that changes things. Um, I just want to throw out a, a quick disclaimer before we get into this. Um, and that is that, you know, we're, we're having this podcast. We're talking about music. Generally speaking, it's about our appreciation of said music. Um but, you know, I can't speak for you, Eric, but, you know, obviously what I'm saying, these are all my own opinions and not meant as, you know. Yeah, sure. You know, the rule of law or, you know, whatever. Like, it's it, these are my thoughts and, you know, you can take them or leave them. Um, I also want to say that, you know, while I don't personally play any instruments or perform any music professionally or otherwise, I have great respect for people who who can play music. Like that is a that is a a skill set and a talent that I have great appreciation for, um, and a great amount of respect for. And even if you are playing music that I do not care for at all, I, I still give a certain level of props for you know to those artists for their creative creativity, their tenacity, and their skill. Um. So. Let's talk about Boston, and as we get further along into their catalog, that disclaimer should make a whole lot more sense if you haven't already, if people haven't already pieced that together for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you and I are going to be the same, and and I'll take your disclaimer in and <laughs> times two because I don't play anything. Um, right. So let's let Boston essentially came out, and um, in general, I believe their debut album was like 1976, and. Okay. 
and they were around um, the lead guy in Boston is not actually the lead singer, which it is actually the guitar player, Tom, okay. Tom Scholes. And if that if that is me pronouncing it correctly now, it's been a couple uh, it's probably been a couple months since I went through my deep dive of like know everything about this band. Okay. Um, but for the most part, he was actually the leader and he uh, was like the sound. Because when you talk about Boston, there is a definite sound that you can be like, oh, yes, that is Boston. Because even their, yeah. some of their greatest songs yeah. all sound similar enough that right. if you just played a little bit of it, you'd be like, I'm not really sure which song that is, but it is definitely Boston. Right. And, there's, there's a signature sound to that. Yeah, no, I yeah. get that. And I think that is probably why, you know, they have, um, you know, it was unique and different. And funny enough, I actually just watched on um, Access TV, which is a, you know, one of those wonderful cable channels that play um, old, like, I guess old. It, it's very music centric. So they have a lot of out like classic albums on there. And then they play like rock legends. And I just okay. watched a generic episode called Rock Legends that was uh, just labeled American American Rock. And they featured Boston on there because that is a sem- pretty much somewhat of their genre if you really classified it down. Uh, American Rock, and they say that this is oh, kind yeah. of the sound of it. It's not necessarily arena rock, but it is just, just you know, that guitar and, and drums and the mixture of Boston. So they... Um, they only really had maybe four, five, six albums. Um, okay. You know, and and unfortunately, like, or fortunately, the debut album known as Boston uh, came out of the gates and was amazing. And if you just, you know, called that Boston's greatest hits, I don't think anybody would yell at you, you know. And for me, that was like no. when you when you talk about all their songs. And what you like, that is essentially like the majority of them all come from that album. I believe, um, you know, I believe I think they had like eight five star songs, in my opinion, or whatever, or so forth. And and I I believe they all come from that, you know, Boston album, you know. So and and as we go down the line, they they threw out some extra, you know, um, albums. And yes, yes, they had an album, I believe, in like 2013. But, you know, they there was huge gaps. So let me just tell you, there was an album. I'm looking at it right here. Album in 76, 78, 86, 89, 97, and then 2013. So imagine, and this is where we're kind of going to, imagine a group that was together in innovative and and had a unique sound in 76. But they decided or basically didn't adjust to the times and then put a similar album out in 2013, maybe, if not, you know, toned down. Right. Right. So is that is that so what? Because I I know because I'd only have you like you asked me, how what do you know about Boston? I'm like radio hits like what? Yeah, I don't I I don't have any of their stuff yet. You know, whatever. And you directed me towards their their debut self-titled Boston. And then you gave me another, and then you pointed me towards another one, which I can't remember the name of it. Is that like their last one? Like, did you give me the book? That's ends? it. Here's, okay. Yep. So, okay. Because, because it's pretty simple in, in, in my thought process. And this is how, when I start ranking things, you go from five stars, the next album might have had some force, 
The next album album might have had one. You know, the following album probably, if lucky, had you know a four star song, mostly threes, to the point right. where you're getting almost all threes by the end of it all. Which, you, you and, and and that's you know that's me being kind because I'm a kind creator. Like, <laughs> right. you know, you there's many that would say two or one based off your scale, depending on how bad you know, right. how 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 you feel. Now, granted, right. I. I still like the general sound of Boston, um, but in terms of ranking and where they would rank on my list, so we're doing four. So- we're doing four bands right now. So officially, if we, if I didn't have a, if I didn't look into the future and know that Boston's going to dramatically fall, you know, through the right. list, I right now they're still number four. And unfortunately, that's just how math works when you rank four things. Right. You know, right. to me, it's still Beatles, Journey, Weird Al, Boston, but. If you look at their cumulative um, points and you say, all right, well, the Beatles are in like the 3000 range, uh, you know, 3000 percent or whatever uh, my score, Boston goes down to 400, which. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so so there is a there's definite opening for other groups to come by and say, yeah, we're going to take this spot. Um, Gotcha. Which does happen and as you will find out boston is not um finding themselves uh standing through and it's really because amazing first album like one of the great one of, if i ranked all my oh, albums yeah. it, it fits up there because there's just not bad songs on it um well and i and i can agree to that and now you know like i said previously just heard radio hits and you're like well listen to their listen to their debut and i got it and i listened to it and every I, 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 I'd have to look at a track list, but I honestly feel like every single track on that album is a song that I'm familiar with and generally enjoy. Like, uh, you yeah. know, um, you know, like I said, foreplay long time that that's a five star like, yep. forever. Like that, that's legit. Um, you know, but like all of them are really good and it's rare to have an album, you know, especially from that time, well, I guess from any time frame where it's like, I know all of the songs on this album because normally like, okay, here are your couple of radio hits and the people who are into this group will identify and enjoy all of the songs. But for all of their songs on that album to have gotten so much airplay that I, a person who never owned the album am familiar with all of the songs, like that says something to me. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of a big deal. Like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a decent, you know, um, comparison here. Uh, you take Nirvana's Nevermind. Everybody knows Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. We're all pretty, you know, pretty aware of, uh, you know, Come As You Are. Like, mm-hmm. there are some songs that everybody knows. But there are also a lot of songs. Yes, if you're, if you're into Nirvana, you know them all. But if I played Nirvana's Nevermind in its entirety to crystal or lauren there are going to be so like i've never heard this i don't know i mean it's yeah sure it's okay but you know what i mean um whereas with boston's first album it's like everybody's heard all of these and they're all pretty dang good you're i mean when i was listening to it i'm like is this their first album or is this like their greatest hits did 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 i did i get the wrong thing did eric point me the wrong way and it's like no this is actually their first album it's just they're all that good that's um, it. That's it. And, and I mean, yeah, for people running it here, I'll name them. 
I'll go down the list. And for the most part, anybody that listens to classic rock probably knows these songs. So more than a feeling might be one of their better known songs. Oh yeah. A song peace of mind is underrated, but awesome Foreplay yes. long time is a weird name, but that is and spoiler alert. That is my favorite Boston song of all time. Um, I would agree with you there. Rock and roll band is pretty yeah. much a song that explains in to a detail who they are and what their sound is. Right. Uh, my previous favorite song in 2007 was something about you, which is a really cool classic song. Um, Let me take you home tonight. A song called smoking, which yeah. um, it was featured in a South park episode, which is awesome. And a song called Hitcher. So more than likely you have heard all of those on the radio. And that is oh, yeah. their first, their first actual album out of those. I gave one, two, three, four, five, six, six songs, five stars, and then the other two got four. So oh, yeah. my math, that makes that album what would be considered a 700% in my quirky math for so forth. Right. And that will beat out a lot of albums. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, I guess a perfect score would be what, uh, you know, um, all fives. You know? right. So, so. That is, in a sense, and then unfortunately, when you go down, and this is where really it happens, if you look at their next albums, and if I just said Boston's debut album was a 700%, the next I have is right. 80%, 87%, 80%, 36%, 30%, 27%. So they all, like, dramatically yeah. drop. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you come out that strong, it's kind of hard to maintain that, I mean, in their defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but at the same time, it is what it is. Because I'll yeah. tell you, I, I listened to their first one and was thoroughly impressed. Like I said, it was it was very, um, very impressed upon me. Like, wow, this is this is crazy for a first album. How good this is! How consistently good this is! You know how well known this has all become. And then I started listening to their latest thing. Which what's the, what's the name of their 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 most recent oh, album? It was it was. Let's see here. It is Life, Love, and Hope. Yeah. So. You know, and I listen to these like back to back. Like I'm downstairs yeah. in the basement yesterday doing the laundry, fussing around with this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, I need, you know, Eric and I are going to talk about these. Let's listen to it. And I put on the first album, and it is solid. And I am getting stuff done, and I am a happy camper, and it is beautiful. And that uh, that album ends. I'm like, all right, let's go for the most recent because I thought that's, you know, that that's what you'd said is this is from like, you know, yeah, two thousands something teen i'm like mm, i don't know how this is gonna go but darn it i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna give it the old college try and i put on the first first track and i am immediately unimpressed yeah <laughs> and i'm like okay but you know I, I i said i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna listen to it and the second track comes on and i'm like yes this sounds like boston this does not sound like like it's kind of like you said like there there's not i didn't i mean granted i went straight from the beginning to the very end so I kind of missed whatever musical journey and developments they might have had in their sound. Yeah. But it didn't seem like there were much. And like they did, like there are certain, certain groups that it makes sense that they, you know, you have a sound, you stick to that sound. I'll throw back to the mighty, mighty boss tones. They sound, the boss tones sound like the boss tones. It's ska, it's awesome. You listen to their early stuff. You listen to their later stuff. It it all sounds very similar. Like there's not like a wide range of. It's not like the Beatles, where you start yeah. off with one thing and you end up completely in a different place. And the journey was fantastic, and you enjoy it all the way through. 
it's, you know, the Bostones are the Bostones. But you know what? There's something to be said for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, they release stuff fairly frequently. You know what I mean? To go from 76 to 2013 and still kind of sound the same and not necessarily in a good way, that 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 was problematic for me. And I'll be honest, Eric. I think I got... I listened to the first four tracks all the way through, somewhat begrudgingly, and I think it was around, like, track five, where I'm like, oh, this, this is just not good. And I, like, started skipping forward in the song to see, okay, yeah. maybe it'll pick up and get good. And no, it didn't. And I ended up skipping it and going to the next track. And that was not great. And I kind of rolled forward in it to see if it picked up and got good. And... That's kind of how I listen to the to the ass end of that album is just yeah. like, eh, no, I can't like I know I said I was going to listen to it, but I feel like I've got a good enough vibe off of this. I don't know that listening to them all the way through even multiple times is really helping this situation. And life is too short. Uh, that's it. That's it. No, so, no. I, I think that's exactly why I recommended it the way I did is because and, and you honestly picked it up from their first album. <laughs> the next album had a several hits. But then it starts slowly going down to the point where, like, you know, there's no hit on that last album. It sounds similar to their – it's not like it sounds similar to Boston's original. I guess Boston, the sound, if their first album was all cylinders, everything going right, beautiful songs, everything like that. And right. the last was this, like, you took away you, – you just said, hey, we're going to sound the exact same, but we took away that it, it factor or the catchy songs or something. You know, so it's not right. like well, and I, you know, I I I couldn't tell you what, and I couldn't tell you what it was. Yes, one of the songs on the most recent one, I'm listening to it, and again, not a musician, but like that, there was there was a riff or a rhythm, there was something going on in that song that I'm like, did they crib that from one of their songs off their first album and just like write some extra stuff around it? Like, it was almost derivative of itself. And I'm like, yeah. that's not. Because, again, and it's not fair to be comparing people to the Beatles, and I know this. Yeah. But you listen to the B-side of Abbey Road, and there are a lot of pl- places where, you know, this song picks up a little melody that was in two songs ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And But that is, you know, continuity of that side of the album. That, like, ties it all together. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. If that's not if, if you're grabbing snippets of music from your album from, you know, 20 years ago and doing that, it, 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 that's not great. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I mean, here's and here's even more difficult. So a part of my venture of, you know, trying to learn everything there is to know about this group, it was very difficult to find anything. Firstly, if you just type in Boston, it, like for podcasts, <laughs> good luck. Right. Everything, everything's Red Sox or Celtics or what have you. I did find a couple, <laughs> um, just like what we kind of did was just kind of talk about how great their first album is. There is a great albums podcast that reviewed that one. And then I found several interviews with Tom Schultz um, about the band, but it was just, yeah. I, I mean, I think unfortunately there wasn't like a behind the music on uh, YouTube. There wasn't anything like, I mean, there's moments of controversy with this band, but it was just kind of, you know, blah. And, <laughs> you, know, okay. you know, and maybe and maybe that is um, some of the difference in how we feel about things. And I'll tell you, I just went through the doors. OK, and okay. it sounds weird, but the doors have some very similar parallels. OK, to so Boston, 
in a sense, the Doors' debut album was amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay? And as you go down the line, it starts getting very bad. You know, slowly, you know, by the end, their last album, obviously Jim was gone, but it was all the other guys, you know, doing it. And and it was like you listened to it and you said, all right, the first album's all five stars and four stars, and then you slowly go down. And I think the biggest difference between Boston and and The Doors, besides, you know, their little differences in sound and stuff, is that The Doors are a bit fascinating because of Jim Morrison. Boston is not necessarily fascinating because of Jim Schultz or their lead singer, um, which was named Brad Delp. And unfortunately, Brad Delp did pass away, I think, probably before this last album. So in terms of vocals, you could probably tell. But I don't he wasn't the the brainchild for most of the stuff. It wasn't like he wrote all the songs and everything. So I wouldn't blame the last album on, you know, him passing away. So, Eric, here, here's my question, uh, you know, in relation to what you were saying about, you know, how, you know, the the sound is and with the, the the longevity of the band and the infrequency of releases and so forth. I guess my question uh, basically comes down to, you know. Were there a lot of personnel changes throughout? Because, like, you know, when we're talking about Journey, they had a lot of people switch in and out, you know, gone through a couple different singers, you know, a few different musicians have kind of flipped in and out of that, you know, as opposed to, like, you know, the Beatles were always, you know, those, those four, you know, same thing for the Doors, uh, you know, that sort of a thing. Did, did, did Boston have a lot of uh, turnover of personnel, or was it pretty much the same unit with the exception of the, you know, obviously one guy passed on. And yeah. Well, a I don't singer, but how'd that go? Well, it looks to me. So from what, from what I remember and, or it was mostly, you know, it was mostly the same band for a lot, but I'm looking at their Wikipedia right now and I counted 20 different members. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So it seems to me now, if you think about it, most bands typically are, who's the driving force, you know, whoever's writing right. the music, and if right. there's such and whoever's singing the music. So it sounds so I remember this even be the case. Tom Schultz, the uh, guitarist, the guy that's the founder, he was um, he was pretty smart. He was a MIT graduate and oh. he he ended up actually um, creating uh, a lot of technical equipment that is like copyrighted. And that was more honestly might be more of his claim to fame is like creating amplifiers and speakers and, and all that jazz. And unfortunately, really? I'm not. Yes. So I believe there's a and and that was kind of one of his major contributions to the musical, you know, uh, to music in general. Um, I don't remember where Delp came from, but I mean, he was the voice. So it sounds to me like it was mostly the same group. Maybe here and there you lost a drummer, you know, a bassist and so forth. But if they weren't really contributing much to it, it probably wouldn't make much of a difference. You know, right. not to d- diminish anybody else in the band, but let's face right. it, when you think of groups, that's how it works. Um, right. So, you know, and like I said, unfortunately, there just wasn't a lot of information out there online about the group. So it's kind of tough to get, you know, the information. I have a couple links on the website, you know, for a couple podcasts to listen to. I honestly even just put in there, there were no videos for reference. There were no behind the music. No, there's, <laughs> okay. there's no Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, any documentaries. So, you know, there were definitely some things. I remember there was a lawsuit that they had with CBS about um, music, you know, which seems like it could be interesting enough that they would talk about. But um, 
I guess just not enough of, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll to make a, uh, you know, a 30 minute VH1 special, but huh. you, you know, overall let's, let's talk about it, Todd. So at this point in time, you've got the best and the worst of Boston. You've also listened to weird Al journey and Beatles. And we know right now you have said it would be Beatles. And then you said weird Al does Boston beat journey or does journey beat Boston? I think journey beats Boston. I mean, if we're if we're going at a band level, I think Journey beats Boston just due to I've heard a lot of Journey and you know there are some individual tracks that you know I liked better than others or you know less than others depending on which one you know we're talking about. Um, and I've not heard as much Boston, but from the sounds of it, the Boston I am familiar with is kind of the best of Boston has to offer, and what I haven't heard, I probably am not missing. Um, now if you're, now if you looked at me and said, okay, here is a stack of journey albums. Here is the stack of all the Boston albums. You get to pick one album. I might pick Boston's debut effort. Like, like, yeah, I can see that. I'm getting thrown on the fabled, you know, desert Island with only one, you know, one platter of vinyl. And for some reason, my only options are journey in Boston. I might go Boston on that. But I think in, in other capacities, I think I think Journey Journey wins that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're I, I think even just from knowing your style now, if you did listen to the entire discography of both, um, even the later Journey stuff is definitely tolerable for you, probably. You know, you right. might not love it, but even the the later Boston stuff was not so fun. So all right, Todd, real real quick, what do you think? Um, if you I know you're driving, um, but if you had to say what your favorite Boston song was, can you think of one? Would oh, you it's, like me? it's 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 foreplay, long time, like hands down. Like oh, play that, play that. play the siren. You and I are on on sync for the fir- <laughs> for the first time so far. That is absolutely the best. Yeah, um, no, it's 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 got that epic sort of scale. It's got that sort of you know prog rocky intro that just gets into good old classic rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there on the tail. No, it's it's. It's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. That that's hands down where where that, that would go. Fantastic. And um, essentially to put a wrap on it, I think Boston is a great band. They did not live up to the hype of 2007. Eric Hersey. They will <laughs> probably. I mean, I could foresee them still just based off of their greatest hits debut album and having several. There are definitely several good four or five star songs in the next two albums. Um, they still will find themselves, I would say, in the top 30 when it's all okay. said and done, and I rank out 200 or so forth. We'll see. Right. Um, I mean, they still had a positive score, you right. know. So, and there right. are going to be groups so. out there that I cannot imagine get positive scores. We will find out when we get to the mighty mighty Boston's probably in the year 2027 <laughs> um, where right. they rank. But overall, I think Boston is a fine band. Give yourself. Um, a chance to listen to their debut album. And I don't think you need to go any further. Um, yeah. Any final remarks or words for Boston? So, so two questions that, that are, that have, are, are slowly becoming the, the common two questions as, as part of this, uh, this series for me, one is going to be the concert question, which you've not seen. Neither of us have seen these guys in concert, right? Like no, if we no, had, but... it would not be the old good version. It would be the new, yeah version correct uh, 
Uh, I have not saw him on concert, and and what I get yelled at for passing up on Journey, there was a Journey Boston combo that I did not go to, and that probably would have been prior to the death of Brad Delp. Okay. And I probably I pretty much could have seen Journey version two and Boston, you know, the most common, which probably would have been a hell of a concert, to be quite yeah. honest. Uh, yeah. Imagine taking the greatest hits of those two. And I do believe Ario Speedwagon was involved as well, so that oh, would geez. have been. Uh, that would yeah. have been a concert, but no, I have not yeah. seen them. Okay. And then question two is, um, you know, particularly relevant to, you know, anything classic rock wise. Um, do you, did dad have any Boston that are you aware of? He would have had to, I did not, um, I did not discover him before all the, uh, records were rated, but there's okay. no, there's no possible way he did not have it. Because when I listened to uh, Foreplay Long Time just the other day, prepping, um, right. like the drums, like uh, like he would have had a blast playing that. So there's no oh, yeah. possible way uh, that he did not have that. Um, but I don't have a CD or a record proving that he did. Right. Well, and that's fair. Like I said, he, he had a pretty epic collection. And I think there's a fair, fair assumptions we can make about what he most likely would have had um, that unfortunately are no longer, you know about to verify but no i i just i wasn't sure if maybe you had you had noticed you know before you know things all went wherever um yeah no he definitely would have had um because boston is known for their iconic spaceship on their albums right right just like journey has their you know their beetle or you know right the scare yeah yeah exactly uh and i pro i mean I gravitated towards it when I saw it online in 2001 or whatever. So that I have a good feeling that I've seen that before in my brain, which was probably yeah. when I went through um, albums and kind of looked at stuff. So no doubt that he definitely had that. We just don't have possession of it. And uh, uh, I, you know what? It, if, if I start collecting uh, records, which is a strong possibility, I have actually bought one um, this last year uh, for what we'll be talking about our next artist. Um, I would definitely try to pick up that debut album of Boston. I'm on vinyl because that is definitely and should be in anybody's greatest albums. All right. So speaking of which, who's next? You actually will be excited about who's next because I know you are very fond and have probably, you probably won't need any recommendations in terms of this group. You probably have their entire discography. And that is one of electric light orchestra. Nice. Number five in 2007. And we'll see where they fare. And uh, 2020. I am looking forward to that. I can get behind that very much so. Sweet. Well, any 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 final words, Eric? You care to uh, let the folks know where they can find all of your exhaustive research and notes and, and write-ups, etc. Yeah, it'll be under musicranked.com. Um, and I uh, have just thought that I will go back and add our actual episodes as embeddable. Um, you know, Toddcast in the actual post. So that way, if you don't want to read or you stumble across it or somebody that actually uh, probably is not listening to this, more than likely stumbled across online and then they will find uh, that we are actually doing uh, the talking as well. So I'm going to start embedding those into the bottom, but you will get all the information um, in terms of if I talk about a podcast or um, to listen to any videos for reference, the albums, the scoring, and I even have pictures of me um, photoshopped uh, ketchup over my friend. Uh, uh, that <laughs> uh, that is correct. So uh, Rob Brandon, if you're out there listening, um, 
I apologize for all those years, but you did get your payback. <laughs> well, fantastic. Uh, uh, that, that's amazing, Eric. Uh, and hopefully everybody goes and checks that out. Um, everyone, I hope you enjoyed. Um, definitely go check out Boston's debut album, if nothing else. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. And what may possibly end up as the the bonus blue <clears throat> footage yeah. at the end of the episode. Your your ketchup based escapades are are particularly heartwarming to me. Oh, I, oh yeah. Did I ever tell you about the pickle races at Hardee's? You know, I know of pickle races, but I I don't know your pickle race story. Well, p- pickle races are when you get a, a pickle and you throw it against the wall and you see which one goes down, you know, quicker or, or yeah. so forth, right? You know, they had like that little glassed in back area and we'd go there. And this was in an era before I realized, you know, you can order your food without pickles. You know what I mean? And so they'd yeah. show up. And we'd go back there and, you know, they'd get flung up on the glass and, you know, go down. And I honestly don't know how it is that we never got kicked out of there because literally every time we went into the Hardee's, we'd we'd go get our two for twos. We'd go into the back and we'd fucking wreck their windows with, you know, ketchup and pickle juice. And, you know, they had to know it was us, but. I guess no one cared. Like, I guess it's all good. They were getting their $2. Like, I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> no, your, your, your ketchup bombing story, um, you know, brought back kind, fond memories of that. Um, there were th- The other thing we used to enjoy doing is, because the, the, the Hardee's fries, they were like some pretty, like, thick, like, sturdy type fries, if memory serves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, I, we, so. I remember on multiple occasions, um... You, you, you nip off one end and you could stick a straw down like through the center up like you could basically like core out the the soft mushy uh french fry piece and just leave the the crispy fried outer shell oh. and there were there were multiple well, times where i would take a whole order of small fries and do that to them and there was at least once where i walked up to the front and said i would like a refill and they looked at me like i was crazy for good reason um absolutely and then there was another point where we where i had done that and then filled them all with ketchup which is a very interesting thing to do and you know yeah further example of todd had too much free time on his hands but anyway